0: This podcast is brought to you by Parallel, the prenatal vitamin that changes with you throughout your motherhood journey. From preconception, each individual trimester, into motherhood, and even for your partner too, their vitamin packs offer targeted nutrition for wherever you are in your reproductive life cycle. We all know it's important to take a prenatal vitamin throughout pregnancy, but I love knowing that I'm getting some extra thoughtful supplements with my prenatal for my particular stage of pregnancy. Right now, we are in the third trimester, and believe it or not, our nutritional needs are changing. Parallel's third trimester pack helps prepare your body for birth while supporting your baby's rapid growth with probiotics, additional calcium and magnesium, added omegas, and of course, that full-spectrum prenatal vitamin. So wherever you are in your pregnancy journey, check out ParallelHealth.com. They are offering a special 20% discount just for our listeners with code BIGKID20. Again, that's ParallelHealth.com and use that code BIGKID20 for 20% off. Time. With with Hi, everyone. Welcome to week 28 of pregnancy. I'm your host, Sarah Merrill Hall. I'm right there with you guys at 28 Weeks Pregnant. And can you freaking believe we are officially in the third trimester. Like, we're in the home stretch, guys. Like, I kind of can't believe it for someone who's literally watched the clock this entire pregnancy, feeling like every day has been the longest day of my life. Now that we're in the third trimester, I'm kind of like, holy shit, we're almost there. It's kind of insane, and I I feel like this is something I've been feeling all this week, that just time, I'm like, when did all of a sudden time speed up on me? Like, does anyone else feel this? I mean, I'm looking at the calendar, and I'm like, oh my God, our baby shower is in a month. We're getting close to go time, like only 12 more weeks to go, and there's still so much that we have to do. It's all kind of blowing my mind right now. But I did want to say at the top of this episode, just a huge freaking congrats to you mamas out there listening for hitting your third trimester. I mean, we've made it this far, like we've come such a long way since the first trimester when our babies were like the size of a blueberry. If you think about it, like you've grown a whole ass human, a human that is almost 15 inches long and has bones and organs and a whole freaking like system going on in there. Like your body's done some freaking miraculous shit. And if nobody's told you this week, I'm so freaking proud and impressed with you. I'm proud of myself. I can tell you that much. And I say it all the time on this podcast, but like we really got to celebrate these little milestones, you know? So I hope that you go out there and celebrate this week. Do something nice for yourself. I went and got myself a nice little prenatal massage, which was lovely, but do something like you freaking deserve it. Okay, so I have been a little scared of the third trimester. I'm not gonna lie, only because I've heard that the second trimester is a breeze by comparison. Uh, But so far, I gotta say, I'm feeling pretty good. Like, this is actually what I imagined pregnancy to feel like this whole time. (laughs) You know, like I'm not nearly as uncomfortable as I have been from even like a month ago. Like, I just feel like I'm carrying maybe the weight and carrying the baby a little bit better. Which, I mean, it's about freaking time, but I'll take it. I'm just happy that I'm feeling good right now. I mean, for a while there, I thought I was going to be miserable until the day that this baby was born. Like, I had such a rough start to this pregnancy, and it really kind of continued a lot longer into pregnancy than I thought. I mean, most of my second trimester was not pleasant, but I'm feeling good now, and I'm like, ugh, I just hope that this lasts Because I have heard that the third trimester, things can start to, you know, get a little shitty again. So that's just something to prepare for. But some developments for me that happened this week. So I talked about it a little bit last week, but I did end up changing doctors. I switched OBs. This has been something I've been thinking about doing pretty much from the beginning, like from my first trimester. I don't know why I waited this long. But finally did it, got it done. What I didn't realize is when you switch doctors, you kind of have to like break up with your old doctor, (laughs) which is awkward. Um, But one of the things I had to do is after getting booked for an appointment at my new office, I had to call my old office and have them like transfer all of my records over. And they actually made me like come down in person and sign a form, like releasing my medical records. So it was just like a little, it was like a little awkward. Cause like, they know what you're doing. They know you're like leaving their office and they're like, good luck with the rest of your pregnancy. I'm like, thanks. Bye. Um, so that's what happened. I got out of my last office. I was very excited to go meet my new OB didn't have like the picture perfect first meeting that I was hoping for. And it was my fault. Like, have you ever been in a social situation where you meet somebody for the first time and you're like, that really wasn't my a game, you know, like I can do a lot better than this, but basically, you know, we went to this new office and uh, first of all, like this doctor who I got into didn't have any more space for like another April delivery. I kind of had to beg. I kind of had to work my way <laughs> into her practice, and there was a contingency. They're like, "We can get you in, but I guess at this p- at this stage of pregnancy in your third trimester, you're gonna want to start to go to appointments instead of every month, every uh, other week. So you start going twice a month. And the contingency with this office is they're like, "Look, we can get you in for uh, an initial appointment, but then we're not gonna be able to see you again until March." So I was just going to have like one appointment that I was going to have to miss, which I'm like, you know what, that's fine. So anyway, went in for my appointment. We're sitting, we're waiting in the, uh, in the room, waiting for the doctor to come in. And a nurse comes in. She knocks on the door and she's like, I'm so sorry. There was an emergency and your new doctor had to rush out and meet a patient. So we're not going to be able to have you meet her until March. But like we'll have somebody else come in here and, and chat with you guys. And then she like left the room. And I just looked at Brandon and just started bawling, which I don't I don't I mean, maybe I'm justified. Maybe I'm not. I'm also like super, you know, a hormonal pregnant woman. but I think it was just like a mix of everything of being like, Ugh, what? like I'm just so disappointed because I really wanted to meet this new doctor. I haven't had the best experience with my last doctor, like not really feeling like, taken care of through this process. And I'm like, God, here's another blow. Like, and now I'm not even going to get to meet her until like a month before I give birth. And like, I'm so fucking desperately scared of giving birth. Like, I just want to like, know that I have a good, (laughs) you know, a good like relationship with my doctor and feel good about everything. So I'm sitting in that room crying and then the nurse comes back in and she's like, wait, I'm sorry. Good news. The emergency like figured itself out. So she's coming back to meet you. And then she like walked in the door and I was just like bawling, crying. And so our first interaction was she's like trying to calm me down <laughs> basically. Um, which, you know, not ideal. Like I was hoping to like really charm her and like make me become her new favorite patient. And that's just like not what happened. And afterwards like we were driving away and I was kind of like like <laughs> – like beating myself up a little bit and Brandon's like look calm down you you're you're talking about an OB like she works with pregnant women you're not the first person to cry in her office and i was like you you probably have a point there so anyway she was lovely i have to say after meeting her she and she actually like sat with us first of all calm me down from me crying and then was just like so sweet and it just felt like much more personable and I'm happy that I made the switch so for anybody else out there who's been thinking about switching doctors if you're just not vibing with yours it could be worth it to like explore some other options like I can already tell you even after one appointment I'm very very happy that I did so there actually is a couple of things that happen in the week twenty eight appointment that I wanted to prep you guys for because I actually walked in and <laughs> didn't realize that I was going to be getting two shots at this appointment. So one of the first ones is the Tdap vaccine, and I f- forget what Tdap stands for, but it's basically like known um, as like the whooping cough vaccine, and the CDC recommends this one to every pregnant woman. It protects not only against whooping cough, but tetanus and diphtheria. I could be totally botching that. Um, But whooping cough is the one that everybody kind of like refers to the shot by. And not only are you going to need this shot, but your partner is also recommended to get this shot. And really any close friends or family who will be like up close and personal with your baby. What's annoying is that other people, like your your partner or your friends or your parents or your family, whoever, they only have to get the shot once every five years. But if you're the person carrying the baby, they actually recommend that you get the shot with every pregnancy. You know, just another annoying thing that pregnant women have to deal with. All right. So that was my first shot. My second shot was the Rogam shot, which I didn't know what a Rogam shot was, Uh, and not everybody will need it, but basically my doctor explained it to me like this. Basically, if you have a certain type of blood type, like there's, there's universal blood types that kind of mix well with others. I, when I got my blood work done back in week 12, they discovered that I have a negative blood type. So I'm a negative. And depending on what my partner's blood type is, let's say Brandon has positive blood type the baby could have a positive blood type. So basically, if your baby has a, ends up having a different blood type than you, you might have like a case of incompatibility, and your immune system may view your baby's blood cell as foreign substances and mobilize an army of antibodies to attack them, which, as you can imagine, not ideal. So usually, uh, if you are eligible for the shot, you get it at week 28. Really, my doctor was like, you won't need that shot unless if if Brandon is also a negative blood type. So it really came down to Brandon getting a blood test in the last three. He had three months to go get a blood test and figure out his blood type. And if he had a negative blood type, I didn't need to get the shot. But guess what? You know, my, my dear, sweet husband, who I love so much, forgot to do that. To do the one freaking task that he had to do for this pregnancy. Not like I'm out here, you know, carrying this thing 24 seven, you know, dealing with the extreme nausea, the back aches, the crying, the, all the above horrible, horrible symptoms that we've talked about on this podcast. But no, the one thing that he had to do, and he had three freaking months to do it, forgot to do it. So if your partner doesn't know their blood type, they just kind of give you the shot um, if, like, if you have if you're a negative or have a negative blood type, they're just gonna give you the shot just out of a precaution. So I had to get this one too. It really wasn't bad, honestly. Both shots I got were quick, painless, and I am the world's biggest baby. So if you haven't gone yet and you think you might have to get these, it's a breeze. I promise. Compared to the blood draws, these are a breeze if you don't think that I gave a ton of shit to Brandon for forgetting to do that one blood test, um, you haven't been listening to this podcast, but I, I, I did kind of give him a, a rough, a rough time. And it actually worked out in my advantage because also what happened this week is he booked us a baby moon. So that worked out. I feel like that's a fair trade. I'm like, look, I'll get, I'll get another shot all day. But, um, Baby moons are something that is recommended to take in your second trimester. I think we've talked about it on this podcast. We didn't have time. I actually knew. I was like, if we are going to go on a baby moon, it's probably going to happen this way where we'll book it like the week before we leave. So that's what's happening. We actually booked this trip on Tuesday. I leave next Tuesday. And it's not even really like your traditional baby moon, which is like what I imagine a second honeymoon looks like. We're going to Florida to see my family and we're calling it a baby moon, which actually, I mean, I don't know if anybody else listening to this can relate to this, but I actually, because we're in a pandemic and I live in a different state than my family, haven't seen my family the entire time that I've been pregnant, which is crazy like I'm my parents only daughter I have two brothers I'm like you guys like don't you guys like want to see what I look like pregnant you know like this might not happen again like a second baby isn't guaranteed uh so they're very excited for us to come visit them and then Brandon and I are gonna also while we're down in Florida spend a couple nights at like a swanky hotel in Miami and that's gonna be our baby moon It's it's a mini one but we'll take it we'll take anything we can get. I've been freezing my ass off in Nashville. I'm very excited for some sunshine, you know, maybe like a virgin pina colada at the pool, maybe some French fries. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm excited. So if you still are holding on to hope about going on a baby moon, it's possible. You could still do it. Maybe find a reason to uh, guilt your your partner into taking you on one. I don't know. It worked for me. Just just trying to help, help us out here. All right. Let's talk about some symptoms we might be facing at week 28. So the big one this week is trouble sleeping. And this is actually going to be one of the most common symptoms throughout the third trimester. And I will say I have noticed this over the course of the last week. Like, I have not been sleeping as well. I've even when anyone who's been listening to this podcast religiously knows I love my Unisom. My Unisom has been helping me sleep every single night. Even with taking Unisom, I have still had some a lot of restless sleeps this last week. And they say um, one of the big one, two of the big reasons why people have more trouble sleeping in the third trimester is it's a mix of hormones and nerves So those are the two biggest factors. Um, I've heard that like, it's like biology's way of, you know, getting you prepared for those sleepless nights when you're a new mom. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but I kind of like to think that there is because yeah, when that baby comes, you're also going to be getting some sleepless nights. So I think you're like almost in a weird way, preparing yourself for that. I don't know. Anyway, another symptom is shortness of breath. You guys could probably hear it in this podcast or some of the last few weeks of this podcast, where like I like I'm out of breath right now. Actually, I'm going to take a deep breath. Yeah, that helps. Uh, but one of the reasons we're all short of, uh, we're all shorter of breath these days is that our baby continues to crowd our lungs and diaphragm, making it harder to you know breathe. So this is something I notice in conversation. This is something I definitely notice when I work out. Um, I actually did. I, I have been working out a lot more recently because I've been feeling great. I've been feeling really good. And I think, I think part of the reason I feel so good is because I've been working out. But, um, I was at a bar class this week and the instructor came up to me afterwards and she's like, it's okay, you know. You don't have to do everything that I'm doing. Like you can slow down because I think she saw that I was out of breath for a, a couple, you know, sections of the workout, and I was just like, "Oh my god, you're right!" Like I don't, I don't know why I thought I needed to keep up in class. And when you're in your third trimester of pregnancy, you really don't, you know. So maybe for anybody listening and who needed to hear that, you you just go at your own pace if you're if you're working out or doing basically anything at this stage. Um, another symptom that I read about this week that almost gave me a heart attack was leaky boobs. So didn't know that this can happen before you actually give birth, but your body is basically, um, starting to already produce baby's first food, which actually isn't milk. It's colostrum and colostrum is often referred to as liquid gold. It's like this thick, yellowish, like super nutrient dense stuff that comes out of your boobs before like your milk arrives. And it's really, really good for baby. It has all kinds of great things in there for baby. But I was surprised to hear that it can actually start to come out of your boobs before your baby is born. And actually I kind of have noticed that there's like some dried stuff like on my nips Sorry to get graphic here. It's a pregnancy podcast, people. I've told you about my hemorrhoids on here before. Like, let's just go with it. But I have noticed, like, yeah, some, like, weird dried stuff on my nips that I think might be this colostrum. And it's not sexy. And actually, Brandon noticed it, too. He's like, what is that? I'm like, no. (laughs) But if anybody else is seeing some, some stuff, that could be your colostrum coming in. Uh, another, okay. One more symptom I wanted to throw out there this week. And it wasn't in my like official list of symptoms for week 28, but it's just something that I've noticed in myself is that I kind of stink right now. Like I, (laughs) like I, I actually Googled it. I was like, do you have worse BO when you're pregnant? And some women do. Um, I think it could be one of two things. I think either I have worse BO right now, And Brandon's lying to me because I've literally looked at him point blank and been like, do you smell that? (laughs) Like, is it me? Like, I smell something gross and I think it's me. And he's like, I don't smell anything. So it's either I have BO or maybe my nose is just really, really sensitive right now. It could be both. Let's be honest. Um, But yeah, I Googled it. It's actually a thing. So some of this, the, what could be causing extra BO right now is changes in diet, weight, and hormones. And sometimes it actually starts like a lot earlier in pregnancy. So, hey, if I had to get BO at one stage, I'm happy it's at the tail end of this thing. Um, but also, especially in your second and third trimester, you could be experiencing more sweat, you know, so that could also be a culprit for your BO. And I was reading this article and it was like, here's a few ways to help. So it says to stay hydrated, wear loose clothing, like natural fabrics or moisture wicking fabrics um, may help with this. And to also remember to shower every day. So thanks for the hot tip, Healthline. If you don't want to have BO, shower. Okay. Really glad we could uh, clear that up in this podcast. So let's talk about what's happening with baby at week 28. So baby is as big as an eggplant this week. They're about 14.8 inches long and about 2.2 pounds in weight. That's right. We've crossed over to the two pound threshold. Baby may start to move towards their birthing position now. So that birthing position is head down. Um, when I actually got my 20 week scan, they told me that where my baby was sitting was breach. So breach is considered like if your baby is still head up, but she was like, don't worry, you still have lots of time for your baby to move head down. So that's what could be happening this week. Um, your baby is going to start to move into that position or hopefully move into that position. And they're also, they are also this week experiencing REM sleep, so rapid eye movement sleep, which means it's actually very likely that they're dreaming. They start dreaming in your womb, which is crazy. I was I read that and I was trying to think. I'm like, what could my what could their baby possibly be dreaming about? Like their whole world has been inside of a womb. So another weird thing that uh, is happening with baby this week is they'll often stick out their tongues at this stage. And no one is exactly sure why, but it's possible but that they're, they're just trying to like taste the amniotic fluid, which we talked a little bit about last week, but about two hours after you eat something, your baby could taste it in your fluid, which is interesting. So make, make good choices, you know? Anyway, all right, so let's talk some tips and to-dos for this week before we get out of here. One of the biggest tips is to find a pediatrician at this stage. I kind of thought you got a pediatrician like after the baby was born and was proven wrong with that one. You definitely want to book them in advance. So I got referred to a pediatrician last week. I had my consultation with him this week and he was wonderful. Like I love my pediatrician and he was just like so like funny. Like he had a really good sense of humor and like was very calming and just seemed like a great great guy. He has like three boys of his own. Um Brandon and I both like he's like, "Let me know if you'd like to move forward." We're like, "We're moving forward with you." <laughs> we booked him immediately. So, it's that made me that was like a really nice like check off of the to-do list to get that done with. And now I kind of feel like I'm like, "Wow, I actually feel like I kind of have like a team with me now." Like I got my pediatrician, I got my new OB, I've got a doula. I'm like, I'm feeling much more Supported than I think I felt even like a month ago. And it's helping me feel a little bit more comfortable, like getting closer to birth. I'm like, wow, I have these people around me that like really know what they're doing. And it's just, it's good. It's, I feel a lot better um, about everything having a good team. So finding a pediatrician is a good thing to knock off the to do list this week. Um, Another one is if you're going to be talking to your pediatrician, this could be a good time to have the circumcision talk, if you're having a boy. So this is something you want to probably discuss with your partner. When I, it was one of those things I didn't even think about until recently. And I've, you know, been reading more baby books and getting in preparation for newborn life. And yeah, that's like something you have to do. If you're having a boy, like right in the hospital, you need to decide if you're having a circumcision, which we're going to do Um, I was talking to a doctor friend and he was like, what kind of circumcision do you want? I'm like, there's kinds? Like, what do you mean? (laughs) Apparently, like there's different methods of circumcisions that you can get. We talked to the pediatrician. This week, he says he works with this one doctor. Like He doesn't perform the circumcisions, but he works with a doctor who's been doing it for like 30 years. And he's excellent. And he, he's, he's like, I've never seen a botched job by this guy. He's awesome. So we're just going to let him do it the way that he does it. But apparently there are options out there. If you want to really research and look into that, you can. So another tip for this stage of pregnancy is to make sure that you're getting enough iron. So babies actually absorb the majority of their iron stores during the third trimester. So it's recommended that, you know, you can nosh on iron rich foods like chicken, beans, spinach, tofu, beef, um, or, you know, take, if you want to take an additional iron supplement, that's great. They also say if you're taking like iron um, or trying to get additional iron, vitamin C is actually like iron's best bud because it actually improves, uh, vitamin C actually improves iron absorption. So if you want to take, you know, your little iron supplement with a glass of OJ during pregnancy, that's a good idea. I actually get a little extra vitamin C thanks to a chewable vitamin gummy because I am a five-year-old at heart and I love a gummy situation. But those are two two vitamins you want to make sure you're getting enough of. This is also a really good time to start researching and finding childbirth classes. I am including that on this list. I have not done it yet. Our hospital that we're going to deliver at offers classes. So that's something to keep in mind if you haven't registered for birth yet. I also haven't done that. Um, But when you do Uh, some hospitals will also give you like offer childbirth classes there, or at least provide resources for childbirth classes. So I'm actually, I'm adding that to my to-do list. I'm going to hopefully get that done next week, or actually I'll be at my baby moon next week. In the next month, I'll, I'll definitely do those two things. All right. And then this is the last tip for this week, but I thought this was a good one. It's just to make sure you're getting all the support that you need. So, I mean, support in all areas of life, guys, like a good pregnancy bra to hold up those heavy ass boobs, a good pregnancy pillow to support your belly at night. And then also, you know, make sure that you're getting the right amount of emotional support, like a friend, a therapist, somebody to talk to I have read that we're all going to get increasingly emotional over the third trimester, I mean, probably my outburst at the OB's office was a good indicator of that. Um, But just want to mentally prepare you. If you're crying more, if you're feeling more emotional, that is all par for the course in the third trimester. And just something fun to look forward to. Right, guys? (laughs) All right. Well, that is all I, I have for week 28 thank you so much for listening. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please make sure to hit those five stars on iTunes. I know I say it every week, so it's really easy to just like tune that out, but I swear it takes you two seconds to just like hit those five stars or even leave a one or two sentence review. And it really helps me so much. It helps the show. So as we're wrapping this up, you know, maybe just get over, just get on your app, hit it real quick consider it your good deed of the week. And just know that I really, really appreciate any of you who have already left a review or done that. All right. Uh, other than that, you can connect with me on social at big kid problems or on my personal Instagram at Sarah Merrill underscore hall. And in the meantime, I will see you back here next week for week 29 updates until then. Thanks for bumping along with me. i